Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome back to Caravan of Garbage, where we are currently working our way through three 2020 apocalypse movies that weren't made in the year 2020, but are set in the year 2020. And have nothing to do with pandemics, so we can all just be like, oh, thank God, the world's blowing up for a different reason, so everything's <laughs> everything's cool. We can just not focus on that, we can focus on this. Exactly, everything's A-OK. What are the odds that the world will also blow up? Pretty slim, but not that slim, <laughs> you know? No, that's absolutely it. If you could leave a like, that'd be great, because this week we are doing Edge of Tomorrow, based on the light novel, All You Need Is Kill. And what's a light novel? That's like a young adult novel, I think. I guess so. I think it's printed on a different flimsier paper i believe oh, yes yeah, like a magazine oh my goodness how did they even how did they even acquire it so they could write a script based on it It'd probably be blown away in the wind no doubt that's why they're so good <laughs> <laughs> now this was never official it, it, this didn't do well it did yeah, okay I wondered, I wondered about that yeah because again you we know, can talk about the box it's, office it's got you know the the great man tom cruise the yep. uh the you know box office heavyweight tom cruise it's a I think it's a good script. Yep. Looks good. Looks but it terrific. Didn't, didn't do well, is what you're saying. No, so on a budget of 178 million and a fairly comprehensive marketing push, it made 370 million, which is, is not great. Is that because it's not a good name? It's not a good name. I mean, they sort of rebranded it as Live, Die, Repeat for the home release and on some of the posters, but it's never officially been called that. Which is a better name. It's a much better that name. Was, that was the tagline, and, it, and you, you instantly get a sense of it. But Edge of Tomorrow, what is that? Is it a coming-of-age movie about some teens? Yeah. It's the last day of high school, and what are they going to do after that? Lose their virginities? Exactly. <laughs> Can't get Tom Cruise for that, can you? You need a cohesive title that's not ridiculous. Twister makes sense. What's it about? Cows, flying cows. Huh. Greenland, what's it about? J- Jerry Butler, what's he doing? He's the president or he's saving the president? <laughs> Who knows? Wow. He it's could com- be both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's common. I've got to save my twin brother, the president. <laughs> save me, other Jerry Butler. <laughs> It's about comets. Just so people... I know, I know. But I love uh, Tom Cruise's sci-fi film. I love A Minority Report. You love an Oblivion. I love an Oblivion. I love 40 minutes of War of the Worlds. I think that (laughs) 40 minutes in that movie that's really good is really good. Mm. And this one is... It's a terrific premise. Do you want to break down the premise? What do you think the premise was? Oh, no. Gosh, (laughs) let me think. Okay, so Meteor's crashed on Earth. Mm -hmm. Turns out it's filled with... Bees. Weird, yeah... (laughs) But alien bees, yeah. the worst kind, mm. and they're these aliens called mimics. They're they're pretty good at defeating Earth's military forces and and bloody bloody uh, uh, 
Then, <laughs> then the tide of war is turned, and then uh, the humans have some victories. But then they're on the back foot again. But then, mm. but then Tom Cruise, he's a slick, he's a slick PR guy for the military. He's looking good. He's feeling good. He's got great hair, tremendous hair. How does he do it? And then he's sent to war. He doesn't like it, mm. but he's he's put in there. For some reason. Yeah. And then... Because he's supposed to report on the war. Mm. They're like, we want you on the front line. Brendan Gleeson's like, well, I'm from Braveheart and I think you should be on the front line. And he's like, well, I'm not from Braveheart, so I don't, I don't want to go on the front uh, line. I mean, I mean, at best I was in The Last Samurai, so... <laughs> I think I was shot at the end of that. I think I lived because I was The Last Samurai, but... Mm. <laughs> anyway, that's not enough to send me on the front lines, but he gets sent to the front lines and he is killed by one of the aliens, but not before yes. he gets some of the alien goop upon him. Yes. Which gives him the ability to repeat the day over and over again. Now, I have a question for you, James. Yes, it's a video game save point. It is, of course, but in our previous week's video, mm. Reign of Fire, the main character gets dragon goop in their face, yes. and you were very happy that they did not gain any sort of dragon powers. Yes. But in this movie, the main character gets alien goop in their face and does gain alien powers. So how do you feel about that? Look, if you break down the time travel mechanics of it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Doesn't but it? It's not... I feel it mostly makes sense. Mostly the ending where the, we'll talk about it, how okay. the, the way it resets. But I guess if you don't give him that ability, he's just a man who gets melted on a battlefield. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the end of the movie. I mean, sure, I'll watch that. I'll watch it. I'll watch, <laughs> I'll watch a 20-minute movie. I bet, I bet that's on YouTube as a 10-hour loop of Tom Cruise gets his face melted by yeah. aliens. We could actually determine also roughly how many times he, he died and came back and how long it took. I've you got some stats. Can? Okay, right. Sort of. We'll talk about it at the end. But, yeah, the premise behind this idea is terrific. And what I like about it also is Tom Cruise is often, not always, but he's a clean-cut, good-at-everything kind of guy. And he eventually becomes that in this movie. Yeah. But he's this smarmy, slick PR douchebag. What I like about this movie is that initially he is put into uh, sort of this this Starship Troopers-esque sort of mechanised fighting mm. suit called the jacket. All the, all the frontline shock troops have it. Kit Gurry's there! I know, Australia's own Kit Gurry. <laughs> Uh, Wait, is it Kick Gurry? It's Kick Gurry. Mm, that's, that seems wrong. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> uh, but what I enjoy I'll take about it up with the Gurry family. Is that uh, he is put into this suit and he doesn't know how to operate it. So it takes away Tom Cruise's main physical feature that he is incredible at running. Yes. So he has right. to like, and, and initially you're like, no, no, Tom. <laughs> what have they done to you? Mm. In the, the novelization, the mm. light novel, it's one of those things they're so difficult to use. It's like treading on eggshells. And if you twist the wrong way, it'll just shatter all your bones. I oh, know. And you don't really get that sense in this, but it does feel like if you don't know what you're doing in this suit, you're just mm. not going to do well. Well, I certainly hope then you have some co-workers that are willing to help you uh, get through <laughs> your initial baby steps mm, with this, with no, this armor. They yell at you and tell you you're going to die. They do, and then he does. <laughs> then he does, yeah. But no, all the wire work in this, because they wore practical suits, mm-hmm. and the fact that they made them look light and balletic and all those kind of things is pretty incredible because it's like an 80 pound suit or something like that depending yeah. on what version you're wearing so it's, it's pretty incredible how they how they bring it all together the stunt work in this though there's a lot of practical stuff and that normandy style landing mm. sequence some of the best stuff in the movie the flips and spins and the sand kicking up and the aliens spaghettiing around getting how do you up to feel trouble about the aliens the design i actually really like the design i mm. I, I watched some behind the scenes stuff and what i sort of didn't realize going into it is they're mostly a head and the rest is just tentacles and uh-huh. that's why they can be like this amorphous and they can kind of take any shape and kind of rub a band mm-hmm. across. But you, I get the sense that you don't like them. I think initially I was, I enjoyed it, but I think towards the end, the, the novelty of them wears off. Mm. And again, that is probably partly because 
uh, Tom Cruise's character has, has gone through the day so many times that you're just like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, right. But I kind of like, I feel like maybe once you get the sense that they're just, you know, face and tentacles, the novelty wears off. Yeah. Especially towards the end when he's facing off against a couple and he's lost his powers. I'm like, oh, just, Tom, just do what you always do. Just, <laughs> just, Run. Do, just do the thing again. Yeah, just do the thing again. Yeah. Emily Blunt's great in this. Mm-hmm. She does it all. Mary Poppins, sassy receptionist, um, got a deaf kid. Yep. She does it all. <laughs> Quiet place. That's the one. Yeah. Yes, indeed. She's great. Apparently, she was started to do all those stunts in this, and then she got pregnant. So when they came back for the reshoots, Tom Cruise was like, "Why aren't you doing all your stunts? Do stunts like me. Try and kill yourself like me, Tom Cruise." <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, "I'm pregnant, Tom Cruise." He was like the third person to find out. Huh. Maybe even after John Krasinski. What does that say about their relationship? Who am I to speculate? Who am I to speculate? This isn't Hollywood gossip, Mason. No. <laughs> They're doomed is what I'm saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. Uh, Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman's in it. Yep. Which one is it? I did that for you, Dan. It's Paxton. <laughs> it is, yeah. One of his, not, not his last role, but it's kind of one of his last kind of major roles. That I mean, we his, saw, his yeah. last role with that very specific mustache. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, you a fan? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, Emily Blunt is great as this kind of... She she was the, the soldier that gained Tom Cruise's powers before him and then That's lost right. them again. And so she becomes sort of this... She's sort of this world-weary yeah. uh, soldier who has to constantly retrain him yes. with a lot of bullets to the head. Yes, that's with, right. With yeah. no remorse and no mercy. I also like that, and again, I saw this in the behind the scenes, that blade is fashioned from a helicopter blade. Oh. Which is, and that's something she just picked up, you know, through her potentially years of training. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. That she's like, this is easier if I just cut a bit half. You know, I'll, I'll run out of bullets at any point. I'm just going to wield a giant anime sword instead, <laughs> which I think works really yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm surprised she didn't pick that up at like the Final Fantasy cosplay store, but yes. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. What I don't understand about this movie is, if the aliens came to Earth with the ability to time travel, yes. how had they not won yet? <laughs> oh. Because they all know it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's just one person. Like a, you, They don't have a Tom Cruise who keeps going back and resetting. Yes. Like their hive mind, like it branches out to all of them. They're all thinking the same thing at the same time. So I don't understand how you could potentially lose any battle. Well, that's a re- very good question. Thanks. I, I'm not sure if the frontline soldiers know because they seem to repeat the same things over and over again. I think maybe the, the time resetting mechanism is just a... It's like a survival mechanism and it only operates when the Amiga feels it's in real danger, which okay. is when the Alphas are killed, I think. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Sure. All right, also, fine. May- maybe it's just a little bit forgetful. Maybe it is, yeah. <laughs> maybe this one's been sent out to destroy Earth because they don't trust it, you know, at work on the home planet. You know what they mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. What I also like about the implication of one of the scenes in this movie, Tom Cruise rolls under a truck and is, and is crushed and Bill Pullman... Paxton, you will not get me. <laughs> and Bill Paxton is like, oh my God, look at this idiot. What has he done? Implying that the universe continues. continues after he's died. Every which means time. that every time Emily Blunt shoots him in the head. Which She's is, immediately arrested by yeah. the military police, I guess. That being said, there's also the theory that maybe he wasn't quite dead yet. I think that's probably it. So, yeah, yeah we're uh-huh. just, we're just, I guess we're just going to go with that. I think if you assume that every time he died, that reality continues, first of all, it's sad for everybody in that universe because their world was destroyed by aliens. Sure. And also, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't bear thinking about it. It's too sad. <laughs> no, it really doesn't, yeah. Think <laughs> of all those military funerals for dead Tom Cruise, you know? I think they would give him a military funeral. No, that's true. They'd just kick him into a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, the finale... It's good when they're getting to the Louvre. They've got that awesome dropship. It's all happening. 
But I feel like it's a little, it gets a little dark when they get underground and underwater. It's a little difficult just, to kind of see what's going dark. on. Just physically dark. I thought so yeah. also, yeah. I mean, it all still looks very good. It's a mostly CGI environment with CGI creatures, you know, running about. But it's, it, it mostly looks good. But what I was pointing to earlier was the reset that he gets at the very end is three days prior or whatever it is before yes. he gets arrested mm-hmm. and all the aliens are dead. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. That's what I'm t- talking about specifically. Like, why why does that work? I know, and I know it's also because that means all his friends are alive, and now we can go kiss Emily Blunt, and that's cool. That is very. cool. And that's another theory of mine that Tom Cruise movies where he kisses a woman don't do well. The Mummy, this, that one with Cameron Diaz. Do you think word gets around? Do you think <laughs> in, initial reports on the kiss are not good? Well, a lot of the movies because with- there's just the one. Here's the thing. I because, know, but I think, and it, it's interesting because the evolution of that relationship isn't necessarily a romantic one or maybe it is yeah quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's a moment in the, in the movie where they all go to a... They, they all... The, the two remaining <laughs> living characters, yeah. Emily Blunt and, and Tom Cruise, go to sort of a farmhouse... And Tom Cruise is trying to delay the remainder of their trip because he yeah. knows Emily Blunt gets killed as soon as she leaves the farmhouse, and she figures out that he is trying to delay her. And it, and because they've 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 done this dance many times before, yeah. it's maybe sort of implied they had a romantic maybe liaison there, and they tried yeah. to make a little life together. Sure, Look, as long as you don't step twenty feet to the right, you live. <laughs> we live here for forty years. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's not a it's not a romantic relationship in the strictest terms, especially towards the end. Yeah. There is one kiss, but it's kind of like world's going to end. We may as well try it. Well, apparently it was Emily Blunt improv that on set there wasn't supposed to be a kiss oh maybe there is trouble in paradise for her and krasinski <laughs> maybe there is <laughs> the thing is i'd rather be kissed to death by tom cruise <laughs> thank you the thing is about tom cruise i think a lot of people they buy him as an action star despite being mid-50s you mm. know he's getting up there and they buy him as this incredibly charming handsome man who's seemingly ageless and indestructible but the idea that because of all the weird Scientology stuff that has happened, that you can buy him as a as a viable romantic lead, it's kind of died off. Mm. Because a lot of his movies, and you look at the Mission Impossible films, for example, the relationships for him become, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too in love with America to have a relationship with <laughs> exactly, you right now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, look, I would be in a relationship with you, but I have a, another wife. Uh, you wouldn't know her. She's under an assumed identity in another city. <laughs> <You're> right. Sorry. <laughs> Probably Canada? I don't know. I don't know. It's neither She's here a model there. too, I don't, but I can't, you, can't, you can't see her or meet her. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. That's, it's not a real theory. It doesn't mean anything, but it's interesting that Tom Cruise did kind of transition from this Jerry Maguire-esque heartthrob into this action star, mm. you know? But he's also done it fairly seamlessly. It's not like you know Nick Cage where he just does action schlock for the mm, most part you know it's i don't know i just find it interesting anyway do you want some stats on how many times he potentially died and for how long for yes please and can we compare and contrast to phil connor's in uh in Groundhog Day? i actually have those stats also very good <laughs> very, because you know i mean you know, it's tough to say phil connor's may have spent you know years and years in that reality but he didn't fight off an alien invasion or did he did he it's tough to say we don't know <laughs> maybe there's a deleted scene so he dies 24 times on screen right in the book, it's 160 days in total. That, to me, though, doesn't seem enough that you'd be able to memorise everything, including coffee orders and where aliens are coming in through No, roofs. it seems to me he's been doing this for years and years. What I liked about this is, is that it's just right on the, the cusp of being exhausting for the viewer. Yes. But it was very well edited in the sense that... It feels that tight, right? It does feel tight in the sense that they, they cut out... You know, obviously, he has to repeat. He wakes up and then he's sent to the barracks and all that sort of stuff. But they they seem to have cut out just the right things that you go... I get it. We yeah, same things happen. Let's move on. I know where he is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, he also mentions in the movie that he's lost count of how many times this has happened. Okay, so more than ten. More than ten. Because that's the number of fingers you have. That's right. Toes as well, twenty. So it's more than twenty times. Tom Cruise has one big webbed foot on one oh. foot as well. Oh my goodness! It's his greatest secret. So that's <laughs> ten, five, one, sixteen. Okay, yeah, sixteen <laughs> digits. All right. So it's more than sixteen times. All <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, to jump over to Groundhog Day, apparently this is uh, people have done the actual stats on this, and based on there being ten thousand hours to master a task, which includes ice sculpting, piano, memorizing ice cream flavors to trick Andy McDowell, romance, romance, exactly. That's twelve thousand four hundred and three days. Okay. Though also the people behind those movies have said it could be in the tens of thousands and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you look at, at that in terms of 10,000 hours to master a task, with that kind of finesse in combat, he mentions that he's lost count of how many times he's seen her die. He's memorising information about people, precise movements of aliens and vehicles and ships and gun blasts and explosions. We don't know. <laughs> he could have done it for a million years. He could have done it for a million years. Wow. It could have been six months. Yeah. Yep. I get the sense that it's... Could have had a real lucky week. Yeah. You don't know. I get the sense that it's hundreds of years, maybe. Mm. 
But uh, look, I did a lot of research on this, you know, different ideas of what people have. Nobody definitively knows. And I'm sure the director will come out at some point and just go, I don't know, four years or whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. But at the moment... And then people will be like, this is an outrage. <laughs> certainly he doesn't know what he's talking about because well, I've done the numbers in it. Yeah. Certainly more than that. It's, it's, it's almost like he said something <laughs> arbitrarily to get people to stop asking him things. Yeah, that's right. Crazy. Yeah. But it's not going to work because people will be like, hey, remember last time people asked you, you said four years. Well, we've done some numbers. Maybe is it a thousand years? And he'd be like, yes, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, you misheard I, me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but if people do have an idea, I'd, I'd genuinely love to know. Put a random number in the con- comments. <laughs> yeah. That's how many years mm. uh, he, 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 he trained for this. And if other people could comment yes or no whether that's true, mm. that would be very helpful. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like this video, the number of years you think. Yes, <laughs> the, uh, that he was in it, which is one, right? Yeah, one year. <laughs> yeah, good. Yep. It's trivia time. Hot, hot, hot trivia. Hot trivia takes our segment. Yeah, I love hot trivia takes. <laughs> good. Sorry, hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Thank trivia you. Takes. So Jeremy Piven's character was added during reshoots, but oh, en- that's hot. I know, but ended up on the cutting room floor. You say Jeremy Piven's character like Ari Gold? Yeah. His one yeah. character. Yes. Or do you mean his character when he was uh, one of Ellen's friends on the sitcom Ellen? Yes, that's who I meant, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. I think if you add a Jeremy Piven, Ari Gold type, the lead of this movie already is that. Yeah. But maybe they swap roles and he's even more of a PR guy than Tom Cruise. Oh, he's the replacement PR guy <laughs> yeah. while while Tom Cruise is off to war. Okay. That would make sense. And then sense. he gets his comeuppance and he ends up in the battle. And he dies. Yeah, and he dies. <laughs> he's killed. He dies. They pull his plugs out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to get political, because I know people hate it when we get political. But hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot. takes. Uh, but the implication is that Hillary Clinton is president oh, in I this universe. I saw that very briefly. So, hot, yeah. hot, ow. So hot. <laughs> Too political. <laughs> Too hot. Uh, Tom Cruise spent over $100,000 on a lavish rap party for the cast and crew. He did not attend himself as he was finishing his scenes for the movie. But everybody who was working on the movie was at the party. I'd imagine him out, out the back in front of a green screen just doing karate kicks. Right, yep. <laughs> He's just doing drills, exactly. <laughs> so there that's, you go. That's pretty great. Also, uh, if you were that catering company, you'd probably just be like, He's not coming, so we can't <laughs> supply anything. We'll just supply yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Cage is also younger in the book, uh-huh, yep. which makes sense because most of the Tom Cruise roles, he's supposed to be like 35. Yeah, right. Uh, but he is as short as Tom Cruise. Oh. Fun fact. Because often the characters, you know, like your Jack Reaches, he's supposed to be eight foot tall and he's got an American pie in one hand and he's strangling a murderer in the other. <laughs> you sure. know what he's up to? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. A terrorist in the other. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, Tom Cruise. I love that American pie is a is a, is a concept. Just a just a it's, it's a, a pie no, filled with flags. No, he's is got a stack is. of DVDs. Oh, he's, he's carrying the DVD. American Even the ones pie. that didn't go to cinemas. Oh my god. American Pie, the Magic Mile, or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the last bit of trivia is Tom Cruise said that he made the film for the audience. How does he do it? I don't know, but he has done it, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. Oh, now that's an American pie I can get behind. Absolutely. Uh, so there has been talk of a sequel to this because it was very well received and it did better on your streamings and your DVD releases. But that's kind of in limbo at this moment. Yeah, they all, they, they, it's, it's in a constant state of, we've got a great idea, it's going to be a sequel and a prequel and it's going to blow everybody's mind, it's going to redefine sequels. Yeah. And when's it coming out? We don't know. Never. <laughs> Never. We're not making it. It's too dangerous. <laughs> it would actually cause people to end up in a time loop, so we can't do it. Look, I'd love to see it, but it would kind of be insane if they did make it. Yeah. It wouldn't really make sense. It, it would make sense more of uh, as a you put $200 million and then Netflix buy it for some reason. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. if anything... Like that horrible Michael Bay movie. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, also it is a case of 
okay, you're going to bring back, you know, are you going to bring back Emily Blunt and, mm. and Tom Cruise? They're kind of busy most of the time. Yeah, like, right. how do you get those schedules? They're in a relationship. Shh. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It's hot stuff. Don't tell Krasinski some bad news. Am I right? He'd make that video. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I think maybe it would end up on Netflix as a Netflix original, but it, those two aren't in it. Yeah. Maybe it's a... Yeah. Like that Minority Report sequel series. Or like American Pie, no original <laughs> cast members. Except for the dad. Mm-hmm. Who's great, by the way, Eugene Levy. You seen Shit's Creek? Yeah, it's incredible. incredible stuff. Anyways, next week we'll be back for our final in our 2020 Apocalypse Trilogy. But let me ask you this, Mason. Okay, I'm ready. First of all, is it Bill Pillman or Big, Pac- Bill, Bill, Big Paxton? <laughs> Big Paxton. That's what I call him, Big Papa Paxton. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, but next week, how do you feel about cancelling the apocalypse? Oh, I get it. Yeah. I'd, I'd be in favour of that. That's right. We're looking at the movie Click from 2006 with Adam Sandler. <laughs> no, but Cancel that apocalypse. Bloody rewind on the apocalypse. Very right? true. He's got that magic remote control. That's right. No, we're doing uh, Pacific Rim, which I'm really looking forward to going back to because I haven't seen it since cinemas and I'm one of the three people who quite like the sequel. Even though I know it's not as good, but that's that's, that's now that's some wild stuff. Now here's a question for you: of the two movies we've seen so far, mm. which apocalypse scenario would you rather be living through? Ooh, I like dragons. The people pointed out technically they're not dragons because dragons work walk on all fours, and these are are they wivens? Well, yeah, something they're like wivens. that. Yeah, they're wivens. But the, here's the thing: here's the thing. <laughs> yes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean that's my thing. But if they call them dragons in the movie, then that's what they are in this universe. Yeah, that's because right. it's a different universe. Imagine being that guy. You, you, all of London has fallen. It's just a smoky <laughs> hellhole, and there's just one guy going, "I think you'll find it's they're actually weapons." <laughs> because their arms structurally are the same as the wings. They're in the same. Oh, I'm dead now. Who wants to be like? Look out for the weapons, right? <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, but you were saying, which apocalypse do I want to be in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, the world is still intact. I was going to say. I can still go for a pint. You can absolutely still go for a pint. I can go to Charing Cross. For a pint at the pub, exactly. I can go to, can go to a, Clapham a, Junction. You can go to the chippy. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. get a deep fried kebab. <laughs> Yeah, I can get definitely. some cheeky Nando's afterwards. Yeah, that's right. And also, at the end of this, world's pretty much fine. Yep. I mean, except for a lot of Europe. But we yeah. don't live there, so <sighs> definitely yeah. Edge of Tomorrowverse. That's it, exactly. Anyways, if you could subscribe, that'd be great. Uh, we also have a website called bigsandwich.co where you can actually go and see all of these videos early and get the extended audio version early additionally. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. You're very correct. So, yes, and there's a bunch of early stuff. There's an ad-free feed for our podcast, The Weekly Planet. And a bonus podcast. And a bonus podcast, which we'll hardly spoil here. No snitches. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, I've been Mr. Sunday Movies and on all platforms. And I'm at Wikipedia Round on Twitter. That's right. We'll see you next week for Click. We're definitely doing Click. (laughs) Yeah. The worst apocalypse of them all. Mm. Anyway, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.